You know how fast you were going? What? How fast you were going? I don't know. Ten? Eight. Be advised, this is an explicit podcast, so if you're easily offended, get your panties twisted into a knot, turn this off before you get butt hurt and mad, start to cry, have to run to your safe space. All opinions are those of the host and his guest, and do not reflect the opinions of any government agency. Welcome to Motor Cop Chronicles Podcast. Always, I'm the host, the Iceman. Today in the MCC Studios Clubhouse, we have a special guest. His nickname will be the Free Bird, since he's been a reserve officer for a very, very long time, and he likes to work for free. So let's welcome to the clubhouse, the Free Bird. We got claps going. Welcome. I appreciate you having me. You like them claps? I do. We actually have a live studio audience today. Is Mrs. Expensive Bird, as I was told, and his son is in the clubhouse also. He is gonna. We got about five more people, other than that. Well, well, my sound manager, executive producer, is here as always. If not, there's no telling what the hell I wouldn't be able to edit out of here, and I'd probably get in trouble. I'm going to start with my little questions, which he is actually uh, one of our fans, and I've known him, and he got in touch with me because he listened to us. I was just happy to have one fan at least. So he's probably heard most of his questions. I'm going to ask you, what is your favorite movie? Bloodsport. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah, yeah. That was a good And movie. there's a reason for it, but uh, I hope I, it wasn't him just doing the splits. No, it, it wasn't. Okay, I, I tried to do that at one time and, and ended up in and hurt myself. Yeah, I hurt myself <laughs> kind of bad. Yeah, I wouldn't try to do that at all. Yeah, it's Hollywood cameras, I believe. I think you know he could really do that in real life. Not natural, of course, but I, I wouldn't try to do it. What, what's your favorite drink? That's yeah, going to be Gentleman Jack. That is delicious. Jack Downs is delicious. Uh, your favorite TV show? I don't know if you watch TV or not. It's not going to be TV. Probably uh, movies is more what we what we watch more. I know you wrote tickets. Are you a ten or fifteen guy? It it just depends on the day. Most of the time, it's going to be fifteen. Uh, I know I've got a lot of training from you yourself in the past. Yeah. And uh, you were always a 10 guy. Yes, I'm still a 10 guy. I, I'm still a 10 guy. If I'm on the interstate, it's going to be 15 to 20 because everybody on the interstate is doing 10. <laughs> Over. That's why I write too many tickets on the interstate. <laughs> I did teach him his, uh, I think it was the, your radar and your LIDAR school. Yes, correct. Those are, are fun schools teaching guys on how to. Do the it, operation it, uh, of it. It's interesting, and um, always when you have a contact with people uh, 10, 15 miles an hour, it's 
more interesting. Yes, no, it's more interesting when they're only doing 10 or like 11 over because then they're more pissed off. <laughs> they don't, they, they're a little bit more mad when you pull them over for going, you know, let's say it's 70 and you pull them over for doing 81, they, they get mad because for some reason I get sometimes like people's like, oh, I thought I could do 80 before, you know, 10 over is legal. Nope. Speed limit says 70. I mean, 71 is actually speeding, but being nice. Well, well, I've got that. I've got that plenty, and and uh, at 80 miles an hour, they're like, well, everybody else is doing 80. You've got 20 cars out here. How do you know I'm doing 80? Well, like you said in the past, uh, that LIDAR with the scope does not lie. Oh, no. I've actually. It's on you. I didn't put it on anybody else but you. And if I said uh, you're doing 85, it's pretty much you're doing 85 in a 70. I actually pulled up. I had a, a female one time I pulled over, and she was giving me a lot of shit, uh, being extremely aggressive. And I finally said, look, lady. Even if she was a girl, I said, "Look, lady." I said, "Look." I said, "I came back to her car." I said, "Look." With, with after I wrote the ticket, I said, "Look." I said, "If I said I'm going to let you try this, sit in your car, explain to her how to look through the heads-up display, the operation of it, and pointed at a vehicle and clocked them in her car." I said, "If you can look through here and you can honestly look at me in my eye and say there's no possible way that I got you," I said, "I'll tear this ticket up." I let her try it. She looked at me dead in my eyes, and she said, nope, you got me. <laughs> so <laughs> sometimes it, it works. I've, I've tried that several other times before, and a lot of times I'm like, I ain't fucking doing that. I'm like, well, okay, well, I had gave you the opportunity to do it anyway. So. Well, you got to uh, give them a little experience on the other side, and, and if you do, I think things tend to uh, change. Sometimes. The, the opinions uh, tend to change. Sometimes. Yeah. Some people just you are not going to win with. Some people just mad all the time. Mad. I, I've had several. Uh, the, you know, there's, there's been a couple of times that I've, I've pulled people over on the interstate that, uh, you know, wanted to argue. And, and a lot of times we, we don't, we don't want to have court on the side of the interstate. Nope, so yeah. we, I advise them. It's like, you're going to lose this battle on the side of the interstate. If you want to fight me, come to court. That's, yeah. You're going to lose on side of the road. I'm going to that, that's what right the court's there. for. And, and I've had people ask, hey, what, if I don't sign this ticket, what do I do? Well, it, it's going to happen that you're going to have to go to court. So one way or the other, you're going to be arrested tonight and go to court, or you're going to you know, sign the ticket and we can go to court another time. I don't know how some other departments work. Uh, I guess in some of them TV shows, stuff like, some departments it's like, oh, if you don't sign a ticket, we just right refuse to sign on it. Nope. Both departments I've worked for in 25 years, if you don't sign the ticket, you go to jail. Yeah. Because people don't realize that speeding is actually a criminal offense, even though it's a misdemeanor. The ticket's just like a, a summons to appear in court or pay it either way because it's still a criminal offense either way. And the ticket's just a promise to appear or pay. A lot of people don't realize that. YouTube law. Too much YouTube law. Yeah, I've seen the... F- to find that more, a lot of YouTube videos have an influence on a lot of uh, public opinion and what they can do with the law. Oh, oh yeah. Well, people on realize if you're watching a YouTube video and this lawyer's out of, I don't know, let's say Arizona, 
And like I said, we're in Louisiana. Not every state has the same exact laws when it comes down to it. They generally, you know, I've seen some laws call something assault that I've watched on TV. And then over here, I'm like, no, that would be a battery charge over here. So take YouTube would be as good for a lot of tent things, teaching things. I learned how to lay tile in my house watching YouTube videos, but some of it will get your ass in trouble. A lot, a lot of practical improvement from the home. Yes, you you can watch YouTube. Criminal aspect, I would not watch YouTube and uh, garner their opinion no. on what to do because it's going to find you in more trouble than uh, what it costs to produce that YouTube video. How many years do you you've you've got a lot, quite a few years in. Law enforcement being a reserve working for free. Nine years. You must actually love it to do it for free for nine years. It, it's It's been something that, that I've always wanted to do. And what I've come to learn over the years uh, with the full-time guys and, and the life that they experience, I would, I would uh, rather put my life on the line for those guys even working part-time just to help those guys out because it's something I've always wanted to do. Well, y'all pound here. No, I'll tell you, we a lot of us full time guys appreciate the the reserve guys that they're out there working for free because they take some of the caseload off of us. Well, that that's always happened. Uh, anytime that I've ever been out on the road and and working. Uh, you know, like I said, what we call ten eight. You know, we're we're working on on shift. I would I would get more satisfaction out of taking calls from the full time guys, so they could have a break every now and then because you're dealing with a lot of stuff, a lot of um, a lot of citizens' complaints twelve hours a day, and I would rather take that load off of a full time guy that I could, so they could have a break. And I did learn something about you a little bit ago before we started recording that you were actually a, a PPCT instructor. Yes. Or, so that, did I add too many letters to that? I'm good no, at No, no, you're that. good. You're good. <laughs> I'm good at you had adding the, stuff. I'll say. The four letters originally, <laughs> uh, the originally departments uh, had a pressure point control tactic uh, slash PPCT uh, course, and, and that's what uh, a lot of the um, – Departments were governed by, and I, I'd been in martial arts for 17 years and got the experience uh, going to pressure point control tactics school, which governed a lot of the uh, police departments. And uh, since I had always wanted to be a police officer, that's it kind of led me into that uh, path. And a lot of a lot of the departments wanted you to be a, a member of their department to be able to teach a, a pressure pump control tactics. And you also, I believe, you attended a a post reserve academy. Which yes, correct. I think that was extremely long, wasn't it? it Over months of it, time. It went uh, uh, probably uh, March, April, uh, up until about November. So November it, time. It was a long time. Yeah, and it was several nights a week, uh, especially when we got into uh, firearms. Uh, firearms was every night a week. Well, so at least the reserves, man, went through all them. A lot of them reserves go through a shitload of training 
just to go out there to serve the public for free. So we we uh, you know as far there's several there are several reserves you know a lot of people uh, have a different uh, mentality on it. There are several that uh, that I was in the academy with that that thought the same thing that I did. We wanted to be an asset to the full-time guys. Even though we couldn't be a full-time person, we wanted to be 100% all the time, even though we were 50%. Does that make sense? I don't think y'all are more than 50%. You worked the shit like Well, we might be 50% <laughs> of the time that we come out and work, but uh, we, we wanted to make sure that we had y'all's back and we could do 100% of the job uh, all the time without any without anybody uh, having to take time out of their schedule or their daily routine to help. Well, we are, like we've been serious enough. I feel like I'm getting <laughs> some I, funny shit because I'm just feeling like off. I'm, I feel like I should be like Dr. Phil or something right now. And well, you I, are, I so, you no, are I, most I of the fucking, time. I have fucking hair, so I'm, I'll take Dr. Phil's money, of course. His wife has too much plastic surgery for me and needs to eat something. Well, I, <laughs> the first time that you were teaching a class, the first time that you were actually instructing a class, I mean, you were like Dr. Phil. Oh, Lord. So when I, when I left the class, I, I almost had to, uh, you know, go back. and I mean, I was almost crying when you first taught a class. Yeah, well, if you, and you it didn't. was about... You know, it was about radar, and and I almost cried over it. But you didn't go through when I was a firearms instructor. I mean, not firearms, a, a chemical weapons instructor, and actually used to do that, which I will be telling a story about that tonight in a little bit, which hashtag I was a dumbass today, and we'll get into that in a little bit. Well, you did. You, you remember the time that you pulled me over? I did. I did have. You say I pulled you over. I, I pulled uh, the Iceman did. <laughs> the Iceman did pull me over at one point in my career, and and, and here I am in in law enforcement and and uh, know what we go through and and some of the training, and I was still nervous because Iceman was standing on the road <laughs> with the posse that they normally do, and uh, I saw him walk out and put the hand up, and I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I'm in trouble now. <laughs> I'm going to jail. Sometimes I had a. Did I write? Did we even get a ticket? I, I, I did not. I did not get a ticket. So you were one of those. I, I saw special for you. I saw <laughs> out of the corner. I, I know you normally have that resting asshole face. That yes, wrath, the wrath. Yes, the wrath. Yeah. Um, and, and like I've mentioned before, I think the British Royal Air Force will have to change their name um, because okay. they have the same um, initials as RAF. Uh, and I think you've already been in contact with them, and yeah, I think they, they're going to change their I name. Talked to the, yeah, I called the queen. I don't know if she remembers because she's like 100 fucking but, years old. But I, I did see you standing <laughs> like, out on the road, and I'm like, you know, damn it. He's got that raft face. It never changes, and I know I'm getting a ticket, and I've worked with you. I've worked with you several years already, and I'm like, shit, that son of a bitch is going to write me a ticket. But, I mean, I think uh, I laid it on thick enough that uh, I almost made you, I don't know if I almost made you cry or not. I uh, doubt cry? it. Cry? Maybe with tears of pain for not making <laughs> you a ticket. I think you may, I don't know. Like I, don't, I, I might have had to park my truck and then walk a half a mile. And it's like, like people, nah, that's it. You're going to park and like walk. Smile. They're like, 
They're like, you need to smile more. So when I smiled more, they looked at me and I'm like, some of the guys that know me are like, why are you smiling? It's like, you're creeping us out. Stop. What are you up to? Because it's not natural for me to sit there with a smile on my face. And actually, it hurts a little bit because my face isn't made like that. I well, think- I, I do know that. Uh, when when I saw you on the road and you walked out with your hand up, it was just like our our small dog. When I go to feed him a, like one of those special treats, he's he's dripping at the mouth. He's got saliva just dripping, and I'm like, I know I've got shit messed up. And, you know, I, I can see him. He's like, yeah, this is like a dog with a phone. I, I know that's I know that's what was coming. I was and, drooling. <laughs> yeah, I could see it. I could see it like a half a block away. Actually, in my older age, believe it or not, I'm I've lightened up a little bit. I used to write every single violation someone had on them. If I pulled you over and there was five things wrong, you were getting five tickets. I'm more relaxed now. I, I, if you got five things wrong, you might only get two, depending on your attitude. A lot of tickets depend on people's attitude nowadays. You're yeah. gonna get at least one. Yes. But if you got five, I might only give you two. I I, I feel like I'm a much nicer person as I'm aging. I, I agree with that. Sometimes you get a ram, you know, a little rambunctious about what you're going to write with the attitude. And if it's, if it's a good attitude, it might be one. You know, if it's a really sour attitude, it might be two or three. I'll but start looking for I, shit. It, it, it doesn't, uh, you know, when it, when they go to pay fines and and uh, the stories they give, I think they they embellish a little bit and or they call and complain on you and yeah. lie about you. <laughs> Sometimes that depends on yeah, you know uh, uh, their attitude. It's a I guess it's sometimes it depends on your haircut. I just got my haircut today. I think I'm looking pretty damn sexy. It, myself, it looks good. It looks good. What kind of funny stories? I see you, you got you some stories wrote down. He came, Freebird came prepared. Not like some of my guests, he's prepared. I, I don't know where you want to start. I, we you know, start wherever, wherever you depends. want to start. You start where you want to start at. Just We're unscripted, unedited. So we go through, you know, you go through a rigorous training process. And uh, when you first get cut loose, uh, you, you're all gung-ho and you, you want to make a difference. And you especially want to make a difference with the full-time guys. So uh, one night, I, you know, we were finishing up some reports, and I'm, I'm sitting there, and it was one of the very first times that I'd been cut loose uh, with our field training officer programs. And, and uh, you do a ton of hours with that. So, I, I'm, you know, we, we kind of sitting there watching uh, a stop sign while we're doing reports. So, uh, and, you know, like I said, the very first time that I was uh, uh, cut loose, so to speak, and I'm, I'm watching this particular stop sign while I'm typing a report, and, and this car just blows the stop sign, like not even stop. And I'm like, wait, like, are you there's no way. There's not a rolling stop. There's not like an argument that like, oh, yeah, I did stop, but then I just went on through. Like, they just went through the whole stop sign at the same speed they, they approached it at. So I finally I finally uh, was able to catch up with the woman and, and pull her over, and she falls out of the car. Now, this is one of the first times that I'd been cut loose. I'd been through a lot of training, but, you know, on, on the first time that you're cut loose, uh, you know, things are a little different. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you're, excited, just you, yeah, yeah. you're excited. You're, you're, uh, you, you know, you want to make sure everything's right. You want to make sure that you don't want to jack up anything on the radio. And this girl falls out of the car when I, you know, I let her up and, and pull her over and she falls out of the car. Did she stop before she fell out the car? Well, yeah, she did stop. She did stop. <laughs> well, she, she knows what stop means. Yeah, yeah she man. did. She didn't know what the lights <laughs> meant, you know, the overhead lights meant. And uh, she falls out of the car and she's half naked. She has no, no bra on. Her shirt's ripped and half of, half of her upper body's, uh, you know, hanging out. And there's blood all over the damn door. She didn't, said, she didn't you have know, a big, long hair between her teeth. No, she, she didn't. Uh, and I was, and I was lucky enough to not <laughs> experience the same thing you did with that big, long Yes, I was just checking to make sure it wasn't the same hair. person with the hair. Yeah, I know a lot of people uh, might want to listen to that episode with that big, long hair. <laughs> I did not have that experience. But she had blood all over the door. And I'm like, you know, when I'm standing there with my mouth open and like, oh, shit, what the hell happened here? What what did I just get into? And she's she's falling, stumbling, screaming, and I'm like, I, I just thought it was a stop sign violation, and I'm like, what? I don't know what I don't know what the hell is going to happen from here on. So I was a little nervous. So uh, uh, apparently, a long story short, she she had gotten in a fight with her boyfriend or her husband, was seeing another girl in another town. She went over to that point, you know, at at that residence and got uh, got beat up by the her husband and the, got her ass whipped by the husband and the girlfriend. So she was going back to the next parish over, and somehow she had a small cut on her finger that had bled all over the door, all over her 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 uh, shirt, the shirt that was ripped and half of her. After Just say body her, hanging her, out. her titties were hanging out. The, the titties were hanging out. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, like I said, my first thought was, holy shit, what the hell did you I get into? thought you had a rape case or something. Yeah, I you? thought that this is not happening here over a stop sign. So it, uh, we, we had a Cadian there that uh, checked her out. Put a Band-Aid on her finger. Band-Aid on her finger. And uh, next thing I know, she was wanting my phone number. And I said, well... You might have a be you. You might be in another fight over my phone number. You should have gave her the phone number. <laughs> well, I started to. I started no, to not, give, not your like, number. Yeah, hey, I started her, to give her the give phone her number, a, and then call my wife and say, "Hey, I just gave a girl your phone number." No, you give her one of your buddies' phone number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I should have done. <laughs> Look, your phone number is, and his name is Iceman. No, call no, him. not my number, because <laughs> Bam over here would first. She had kicked my ass thinking I was doing something. Then she'd kick your ass yeah. when she found we out would, what happened. We would both have our ass kicked, and the girl would have her ass kicked yes, for calls. What you need to do is you should have gave her 8675309. Let her call that one. Well, you know, I, I didn't. At the time, I think she might would have called that number. She wouldn't got nobody. There. I don't know who <laughs> from the song. But from all you young people out there, you can look it up. The... Uh, you know, it's, it's always interesting. We we always get into a lot of a lot of things, and um, I don't get into that. I'm an angel. Well, <laughs> I I know, I know the motor guys get into a lot of stuff, but then they point it off. 
They pointed off to the patrol guy. Hey, hey can you come over here and assist with this? Oh, that's when we, we got, got like people. 14 pounds of weed, but <laughs> I, I made a traffic stop on a guy that had a expired inspection sticker. Yeah, I mean, I just want the inspection sticker. I mean, <laughs> yeah, let me write the, him this ticket for yeah. the inspection you, sticker. You want to transport but You can have guy? the weed shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, it's always been uh, interesting to me, especially when we come across the motor guys, uh, the motor cop guys that always wanted to uh at least get the ticket down so it's the, the um, main part yeah that that was the main that part. was my main part if i wanted to work dope i'd be in narcotics yeah yeah if they had 14 pounds of weed don't worry about it I, i've got his ticket he signed it y'all yeah, y'all could, take the rest could you throw this away for me <laughs> <laughs> what is it it's like four keys of weed i mean i just i just wrote the guy ticket i just let him slide well, I, I've had, you know, I've, I've tried to be a motor guy a bunch. And, and you know, y'all, y'all go through extensive training and have a lot of uh, different f- facets of, of policing that y'all have to deal with. You know, we've got funerals. You've got uh, a, a lot of uh, traffic uh, things that y'all deal with. Uh, so I, I've always tried to pattern myself a little bit after the motor guys. You need tight pants and boots. I didn't have that. That's what it takes, tight pants. Tight pants and yes, boots. tight pants and tall leather boots. I was, And, and you got to earn yourself your motor wings on your uniform. I, I didn't have that, <laughs> so that's why I was always at 50%. Yes. I could write a ticket. You and, had, but you had straight leg pants on. Yeah, I had straight leg pants, and I didn't have tall boots. No, it's, it's the boots. Is and, that what and it the is? the tight pants, yeah. I, uh, I've i always wondered that, and, and I knew that was probably the problem. <laughs> Sometimes tight never, pants aren't that fun. I, especially you gotta I don't know. What, I did, they never let us know where to go to get that um, stuff. It's secret. You got to go through motor school, and we'll tell you where to go get them. Yeah, we we never did know that. You know I mean, I've called I, I called fifteen different shops. You don't want to drive around in the car with boots. You don't want to drive around the car in boots all day, though. Trust me, they're not made for driving in cars. Is that the cars were different? Well, the boots, the, the boot, they don't bend quite like regular boots do. If you're sitting in that car all day, did y'all just wear the boots uh, like when y'all were standing out on the road? To yeah, whenever you're riding. Well, I mean, I wear mine. Where I work now, I don't bring my bike home or my car home every day, one or the other. So, like, on some days, if I'm iffy on the rain, I wear my motor uniform with my boots and stuff. And I may get stuck in the car all day. And I'm going to tell you, it's not comfortable sitting in a unit with so you're saying, boots on. So, you're saying that you do ride in a car with your boots? Yes. I, I, do I you do. shine them before you get in the car? No. Because has anybody the, ever made fun of your boots? No, no one makes shine? fun of our boots. We're scary people. People scared, scared of motor cops. I, I don't know. I, I'm asking because that would be a. Uh, no, I the, guess my, the, 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 the unit are, I have now. If when I get home, I'll have a, a bad rub spot on it from where the console is on the side of my boot, and. So I'm not going to, if I know the possibility I may be in, I'm not going to shine them before I go in there because they're going to be all messed up by the end of the day. 
Well, I did have, like I said, I, I sometimes I patterned myself after the motor guys. I, I was directing traffic one day on a wreck that uh, the state police was working. So I'm directing traffic, and I had a truck that absolutely almost caused a uh, another wreck. So, I, you know, here I'm thinking I, I should have had boots on, you know, directing this traffic, but... I didn't, and, and I think I, I probably, sh- you know, if I did, it, it wouldn't have went in this direction. So, uh, you know, I'm directing traffic, and he totally went an opposite direction, flipped around, almost caused another accident. So I, I flag him over to the side of the road, and I'm thinking, you know, if I look more like a motor guy, that I, I, I probably wouldn't have had this problem. And uh, so when I when I contacted him at the door, he gets he gets out of his vehicle and he's got a sack of weed that falls out of his pocket onto the floorboard and a uh, a joint behind his ear. That wasn't his pants. It, it wasn't his pants, <laughs> and uh, I didn't have motor pants on. That wasn't All his, the other. But that wasn't his pants. He don't know where that weed come from. Hey, well, his cousin's pants. He said it, uh, you know, and it was a strong, strong odor of marijuana. And I'm like, holy cow, what, what in the world did you do? He said, well, me, me, me and my uncle just lit this up, and um, uh, you know, I, I didn't know you were directing. Try, I didn't know where the wreck here. So, it. You know, long story short, it, it happened to be that it was his third conviction on a. On marijuana, that's the which, felony, which is a felony, and he was more pissed because now he's going to go to jail. And I said, all you had to do was just stop. obey what I was telling you to do, and just stop and and wait instead of trying to uh, do some crazy stuff in the middle of traffic. That that's a guilty and, conscience. So it, uh, <laughs> I, guilty I, I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe that the sack of weed and, and the joint was behind his ears. Some of the, some of the stuff that you see on TV, it actually happens. And, and it's, uh, it, as good as uh, a movie at the, um, it's like John Claude Van Damme. Yeah. It's like blood sport. Uh, bad uh, guilty conscience will get the bad guys recently. It's just a, Probably about three weeks ago, me and the tot, my partner, were at a grocery store. I ain't told the story, have I? I don't think I have. And uh, we were at a grocery store. We stopped. Well, I said grocery store. It was a stop and rob. He wanted to get something to drink. It was hot. I was sitting out on my bike waiting on him. He goes in and gets a drink. I see. Uh, when it's hot, you still have tight pants on? Yes, I always okay. have tight pants on. I look good in my tight pants. I think I look good. I mean, I look, the the sound producer likes me in my tight pants. That's what matters. Yeah, <laughs> so, she did mention that. That that was one of the uh, that was know, attracting factors. Yes, yes, that's it. That's all it was. I had, she makes me wear them to bed, and I'm joking. <laughs> but anyway, let me get back to the story. Before we going whoop, off in the wrong direction there. That's for a different podcast. <laughs> Welcome to Pornhub. No. <laughs> this, this young guy comes walking across. Very tall. He's about 6'3", skinny. Probably about 180 pounds. He comes walking across the parking lot. I'm watching him. His pants are hanging like way below his ass with his underwear, not under the clothes, of course. So you knew he wasn't a motor guy. No, he was not a motor guy. 
he was sagging his pants bad. Well, the area I was in, we were actually inside the city limits at the time. This, this, this city has a except ordinance against the saggy pants, believe it or not. Well, I wasn't. I, I, it was hot. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm not going to fuck with this kid because his pants are fucking sagging. If he wants to walk around looking stupid, that's up to him. About that time, the tot's coming out. He's getting on his bike. He rolls out in front of me. A uniformed guy in a unit comes rolling in. I guess this is like says a local stop. I guess he was getting something to drink or, or something. I'm not sure. Well, he's rolling up. The tot's in front of me. I'm behind the guys in between us. The uniformed guy looks at the guy and says, hey, man, come here. Well, he was just going to tell him to pull his pants up. That was it. Well, when he says, hey, man, come here, the guy looks at him and takes off running. So I'm right behind him. I'm on my motorcycle. So I take off behind him. I mean, he wasn't just walking with saggy pants on the side. Oh, this is a good time to go jogging when the cops <laughs> ask me to come here. So he just starts so you knew you knew with the saggy pants that you might have an advantage that his speed from the saggy pants might slow him down. Well, I wasn't on foot. I was still on a motorcycle. I'm pretty sure he wasn't going to on a motorcycle. Well, he goes around this building. About this time, the tot sees, too. So he goes around the building. Now, the poor unit's pointing in the opposite direction. So he's got to, you know, do all this backing up crap and everything. Well, he takes off. We're, we're right on his ass. He, we run behind the building, back up front. It's a, a one-way highway. He goes down the sidewalk. We're still on his ass telling him to stop running. The Todd's got his taser out at this point, thinking, I'm thinking, you know, if he, he tases this fucker while he's running, that's going to be nasty. <laughs> he couldn't get quite the angle that he wanted to tase him. But anyway, we, we, we turn around this other building. We start going through this parking lot, and he, he, he started, and there's, a, there's just like a big grass field backyard area of these people. Well, the unit goes on the other road, like we're in the middle of a block. And the tot goes on the other side of the road, so they're on both sides of them. But the guy takes off through the grass. Well, I'm an old redneck motherfucker, you know. Right. I'm thinking, There's nothing wrong with that. But It hadn't rained in a while. I'm like, the shit's dry. I said, fuck this shit. So dude's running, and he actually stopped for a second. I guess he figured since he was going through yards that he was okay and stopped to take a breath. When he did, he didn't realize that I was still behind him going through the yards of my motorcycle. And when he stopped to take that breath a second, I was like, oh, I got this son of a bitch. I'm going to do a, a human pit maneuver on him, which was, that was me. I was just going to, like, hit him with the motorcycle. So you <laughs> might, you, I, I think I've seen a version of this yeah. on chips one time but, back in the 70s. But I was, you were going to jump on the motorcycle? No, I was just going to hit him with, like, with, I was just going to hit him with the motorcycle. <laughs> well, I, I gassed on it, and he, I guess he heard my, you know, my pipes and stuff rev up. And he looked up, and he was like, the biggest oh shit look you can see in his eyeballs. Well, he was pretty close to this fence. Well, he he jumps over this chain link fence right there, which I can't do on a motorcycle. But the tot was on the right. The unit was on the left. And the other side of the yard had a big, large wooden fence. Like It's not going to be easy to go over. So I take a left, and I go where the unit's at. Well, by that time, bad guy comes running around where he had a board missing in the fence. Well, as he run past that empty board and the fence, the uniform guy tased him. 
in mid stride through the fence. Through the fence? Through the hole in the fence. So bad guy hits the ground. I That's I'm, a hell of a shot. I'm calling out everything because dispatch is freaking out because everything was quiet. And all of a sudden, I just, I keyed up. I was like, we got one running. They had no clue what the hell was going on. I'm trying to give them locations as we're running. You were already mid-sentence yeah. to mid-action. Mid I holler. I'm like, taser deployed, all this stuff like that. Well, finally, well, the uniform guy was on the side. Defense with the lead still stuck in him. He got a part. Actually, he it was a perfect shot spread on it and everything else one hit him in his chest area and one hit him in his lower leg i mean like thigh area so it dropped him good i get back there and like i said this dude's about six three and about 180 pounds my fat ass ain't gonna run with this dude i look at him and said don't you get up and run again now because i had my spray out at the time and he's like oh I ain't going nowhere. And the, the uniform guys on the side of the fence can't really see too much what's going on because he shot him through this little hole in the fence. He's like, you need me? You need me to light him up again? I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> he's like, he's the guy's like, please, no. No, please don't do it again. I ain't going nowhere. Anyway, yeah. I handcuffed the guy. We get him out to the car. That's a hell of a shot, though. Through it, the it, 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 it was a good shot. This dude was running because he had a little dime bag of weed on him. All this crap. Over a little dime bag little of dime weed, bag. misdemeanor possession of weed. That if he wouldn't have run, the guy, the uniform guy was just going to tell him to pull his pants up. He didn't have no reason to search him or nothing. Guilty conscience. This dude went to jail for resisting arrest by flight and the possession of marijuana. And I don't know if they charged him with the pants ordinance or not. Probably not. But that's what a guilty conscience will get you. Well, that that's happened. That this. It's happened to me several times, and one that stands out with me with with the same amount, like a dime bag. Uh, I'm watching the same, the same stop sign that the lady ran through. I just happened to be You were just hoping side. to see more titties. Well, I, you know, it, it could have <laughs> been. Don't, don't lie. It could have been. I mean, I, that was the first experience, and I'm like, well, if it's like this all the time, I'm pulling everybody over like, there. This ain't a stop sign. sign. This is a titty magnet. You know, I, I, you know that that was my first thought. I'm like, you know, this is better than the strip club, and, and I don't have to pay anything. So I'm like, yeah, hell, this is a free night at the strip club. So the, so this is several nights, you know, several weeks later, and then we're watching the same same stop sign, typing a report and. This person runs through the stop sign, and uh, like you said, you, you know the guilty conscience gets to you. So this this guy's pretty nervous, and, and and I'm looking, and you know you know don't come across anything, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to pick my girlfriend up, and uh, I'm just running late, and that's the reason I run the stop sign. I'm like, well, you you didn't just run it, you you like blew it. You didn't save them all about half a so second. So I'm like, hey, you know, uh, back in my motor cop training, this is not a stop at the stop sign. <laughs> so uh, he, he proceeds, you know, so I kind of search a little bit, and I'm like, okay, well, you know, I, I was going to kind of give him a break. He said he was going to he was going to pick his um, his girlfriend up, and, and she was getting off of work, and he overslept, and he wanted to, wanted to run, and – just pick her up and make her happy so he wouldn't get in trouble. I said, okay. Well, lo and behold, you know, I had one of our narcotics guys uh, pull up on on me. And he said, you know, 
you're killing my spot here. <laughs> and I didn't know that it was his spot. You know, I just happened to be sitting there because, it, you know, it was, it was a popular spot. He said, yeah, well, uh, you know, you, you like to watch this spot for, uh, you know, a lot of narcotics. So it's like to drink your you, name on it. Is he your spot? Yeah, well, I, I asked him. I said, well, I, I never did see you sitting here before. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do the best I can. Because he's undercover. Undercover. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> undercover, and he might have been looking for the strip club. He might have been uh, looking, show. For, looking for him too. Talking about that today, I stopped and got my my ears lifted, my hair trimmed. I'm waiting outside. There's a little sign saying you never have to get signed up. Wait outside. Excuse me. It uh, so I'm sitting leaning up against the wall, waiting, sweating my ass off. Like God, it's taking a long time. And this lady pulls up in this minivan. I guess she's planning on getting her kid's hair cut. Well, she gets her kid out the car. And she gets out and she's like, oh, my God. You can't. You, they ain't going to let you in there with no shoes on with all this going on. You, I can't believe. I'm like, first of all, this kid's like six. Like, you didn't realize he had <laughs> fucking shoes on when he left. And to me personally, all right, she, she was a, a, on the larger side of woman. You know, like, like I'm 270-something pounds. She outweighed me. So she was on the larger side of woman. But she should not have been worrying about this kid's shoes at the time because she had one of them, uh, I don't even forget. It was one of them long one-piece dresses on, kind of like spaghetti strap or whatever. Yeah. Well, the kid might have forgot to wear his shoes out. This bitch forgot to put her bra on. <laughs> okay? She, she wasn't, it wasn't pointing at me. It, they were, they, them nipples were like, bing, all right, right there. I'm thinking, you worry about this kid's shoes. You left the house without your brassiere. Where the hell's your bra at, woman? Titties flopping all over the place. Not, not the like the Ron White. Not the, I don't want to see them things. It, some, it, it has scarred me. She, it was, it was bad. Sometimes it, it was bad. I, I've seen that the priorities, like, priorities were more on on the kid than no. Well, obviously, the kids didn't have shoes on either. They all they don't all left the house half naked. It's like put your bra on, lady. It's like you got to you know them things are sticking, you flapping in the wind right there. Stop it. Well, that might have been the only action that, you know, that, that she could have gotten at the time. Well, obviously I mean, not. Man. She had a kid. Somebody's hitting it. So, but I'm just saying it, she needs to put a bra on. Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was bad. It, it, it was, did it, she it was have, bad. Did she have a, uh, a dime bag at, at some point under? Oh, I, I, I didn't get, I didn't get, I didn't get, I didn't get that close to it. She put her kid back in the car with no shoes on. She jumped back in there. I think one of her booze might got caught in the steering wheel. She had to pull out before she left or something like that. I'm not real sure. I was just glad she left because she decided she wanted to talk to me. It's like, no, because then they think that you're staring at it. It's like, oh, he must think my titty is sexy. No, I'm sitting here thinking, lady, you you work bitching at your kids for not wearing shoes. Where is your bra? Where's your bra? Well, I, you know, the, I, it could be. I, I don't know the the mentality of some of the people that that you come in contact with. Well, they could they know. could elicit some of that in their own mind. That it, hey, it might hey, be like this, you, this like guy, yoga pants is one size. Ice man is a lie. I've <laughs> heard about Ice Man and he's looking at my stuff. Yeah, and well. I, uh, I I really hope I, that I end up on the podcast. Well, and that person did. is. <laughs> It is happy now if she listens to the podcast. I, I know she's she is happy. She it's, is on it. It's, it was bad. It was. She said, "I made the big show." It was bad. I made it in all the, all fifty. We ain't with scratched with one story off of there. 
Oh well, I, I yeah. Well, there's there, there's several more. Let, let's um, hear another one because uh, I can go on about one of my favorite. One of my favorite, and uh, you know, we we always deal with a lot of med- medical emergencies. And uh, uh, one day I got dispatched to a medical emergency, and uh, uh, you know, I get to this location that I've never been to before, and this. Uh, so it was a trailer, and and I walk up, and there's three ladies standing there. And they're in their forties, and you know which is my age, and and I'm I'm looking at them. And they're like, look, uh, my my mother has been drinking all day. She don't normally drink. She's never drank in her life, and uh, she's done drank a half of I mean a half a fifth of Jack Daniels. She had to be in her sixties or seventies. Yes, she was. So I you know I walk inside and in ambulance you know our, our medical professional was already there. The and new term for ambulance is boo boo wagon. Boo boo wagon. Yes, it's well, people have boo boos and they had to get. In there. Okay, well uh, she she had a uh, well I would assume she had a boo boo. Uh, it was <laughs> it was a severe boo boo after drinking a fifth of Jack Daniels, and uh, so I walk in and she's in the bed in the back part of this trailer. And there's about five of the uh, Boo Boo Wagon uh, employees around. And they're, they're you know, good-sized guys. They're not, you know, they're not like a 5'7". Uh, these guys are six foot tall. They, they, they're, uh, you know, capable, capable of manhandling, uh, you know, a medical situation. So she's laying in the bed, and, and the daughters have told me, hey, she drank a fifth. A half a fifth of Jack Daniels, and she never drinks. And she's laid out in the bed. So when I get in there, all the medical people are around, and she's, you know, incoherent, and she's telling, uh, you know, the guys, hey, screw y'all. I'm not doing – I'm she not was, going with talk, y'all. She was still talking. She, she was still out. talking. She was not passed out, and and uh, I was um, sworn to that she never drinks. But never. She, she didn't bra neither, did she? Uh, she had a muumu dress on, no so bra. it no. was one of those flowered muumu dresses. So you I know. couldn't tell if it was, uh, you know, a bra or not. <laughs> it was all in one. <laughs> so, so the 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 medical professionals were talking to her, trying to get her in the ambulance like they normally do to go get an evaluation and and uh, to check her vital signs. And she's like, you know, fuck y'all. I'm never. I'm not going with y'all. I'm not going anywhere. So this went on five minutes, you know, and I, you know, we're just there for backup and in the health. And, and finally, I thought that, uh, and let me preface this with, you know, most of the elderly people I take care of, I, you know, I'm never going to disrespect an elderly person. No, no, they deserve a little respect. They've been around a long yeah. time, and, you know, they've lived a lot longer than I have and experienced a, lot, a hell of a lot more things than I have. And they're more wise. So, most I, you know, <laughs> most of them. So I'm not going to say anything. So five minutes went on, and finally I'm like, you know, she's, she's not going anywhere. She's laying in the bed. She's trying to tell all the people, you know, screw you. I'm not going anywhere. So I, I finally look at her, and I point my finger at her, and I'm like, you're going to go with these guys. You're going to get your ass out of this bed, and you're going to go with these guys so they can check you out. She'll well, whoop your ass. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I. This is the first experience that I had with an older person, you know, talking back, and she's like, "Well, fuck you." She'll cane you. And I'm like, well, "Wait a minute, I was, I was taken back." And she's like, 
because I, I thought, you know, being, you know, in, in the uniform and law enforcement, and she, she might would listen a little bit, and uh, she didn't. She's like, fuck you, don't you point your finger at me. That's right. And I said, <laughs> so I, you know, so I, I let the medical professionals deal with her a little more, and then I, I went outside, and I, and I talked to uh, the, the daughters a little more, and I said, hey, uh, you know, she's, she's drank a quite a lot of liquor and she's going to need some medical help. So I said, let me call, let me call my boss and we, we're going to see if we can get an OPC. If we, I said, if we have to, we might get an OPC, uh, order of protective custody so we can, you know, maybe get her some help so she don't die from drinking so much liquor that she's not used to. So, uh. I go outside and make a phone call and come back in. By this time, they had done got her out and, and uh, got her out of the bed and uh, into the uh, restroom area, and they're, they're trying to get her situated so they could put her in the, the stretcher and uh, finally get, in, you know, get her in the stretcher. And she's like, hey, what, you know, which one of y'all said y'all were going to call the uh, coroner? And I said, well, that's me. She said, well, fuck you. <laughs> you didn't make a new friend that much. I said, oh, man, what, you know, and so everybody's laughing, you know, it's not a, it's not a lighthearted situation, but when, when, when an elderly person says, fuck you, it's, it's pretty comical. <laughs> so, you know, they finally get her in the stretcher and they get her outside and, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking at her and I'm like, Hey, you're okay now. And you, you fix it to get in an ambulance or, you know, we're going to take care of you. And, and also, uh, she's like, Hey, uh, what's your name again? And I'm just like, uh, it's um, uh, uh, Deputy Freebird. <laughs> she said, do you know so-and-so? I said, uh, no, I, I, I'm not sure who that is. I said, is she related to me? She said, no. Uh, uh, you know, she said, I was going to call her and tell her you were a fucking asshole. <laughs> I said, well, I, I hope, I said, I hope Freedom I can work on my skills. <laughs> I said, I hope I could work on my people skills a little bit more for you. Uh, so I, I think later on I found out she had lost her dog after 18 years, you know, and she, you know, I think she has some problems with that. And uh, You should have smoothed her. I, I, well, I tried to. <laughs> I tried to. That was, like, she she really, she she really let me have it. I've, I've, it was, I've actually smoothed some older people into ambulances before, believe it or not. <laughs> It, uh, it it takes uh, it's an art trying to get people to go with some of the, the medical, you know, professionals. Trust me, there there's a story. Uh, yeah, I'm not even going to tell this one, because, but I got a guy to go to uh, to the. He was threatening to commit suicide, and he was refusing to go, and he ended up going to the uh, hospital after I had his talk with him. I'll tell you. About that off microphone, <laughs> it, it was one of my extremely you surely shouldn't have done that shit Iceman moments, but it worked. But still, not gonna put in there. Wait, I, when I retire, I may tell this story, even though this this shit was like fifteen years ago. I'm just, I'm just it was, wait. It was tactics that wasn't written down it, in a it, book. Oh well, it, it's written down in the book on shit you're not supposed to say to people. But it worked. But it's like they, they, I think some of the classes, they still actually use some things I have said to people on traffic stops and stuff that uh, 
people would have coronaries. Yeah, they, they're like, this is what you're not supposed to say to people <laughs> when you're doing it. Yeah. I, I, you know, I kind of get the same thing. You know, like, you know, it, it's a Fred Sanford moment. Because I, I, I used to watch a hell of a lot of Fred Sanford. You big dummy. And, and you know, it, it's, uh, I'm having the big one. Oh, I have uh, stories. Yeah. I, have, I, I have people. If I'm still around here doing this when, by the time I retire, which I hope I am, I, we, uh, I will know, have a lot of people. Plenty of stories that I can't talk about right now. A lot of people does, you know, they don't realize a lot of the uh, suicide calls that we that, that uh, law enforcement get. And, and there was one one night that uh, that uh, back in my. FTO process. Oh, he's talking about back in the day. Really. Back in the day in the field training process. Back in the day, Sam. There you go. Uh, back in back and back up way back, we were we were dealing with a person that was wanting to commit suicide, and uh, we finally we, we finally made contact with this guy, and he had a sawed-off shotgun, and we finally get him out on his porch, you know, and we're talking with him, and this guy was drunk as hell. So we, we were dealing with him, you know, and, and we're making light of the situation. And he, he's, he's making jokes. He's cracking jokes. So we had the soft shotgun secured. And, uh, you know, me and my, my training partner uh, that, um, that I was riding with, he, he, you know, he's talking with him. And I'm standing there, and we're, we're making sure everything's secure. And all of a sudden, I get punched in the back of the – in my back, in the vest – Scared the living hell out of me. I'm like, somebody, somebody didn't punch me, and we fix them and get shot because we're standing out on the porch. Well, you know, lo and behold, you know, the, the, the drunk guy that's committing, you know, that wanted to commit suicide uh, on the call is, is laughing his ass off. So he's, la- he's sitting down on a cooler outside the door on the porch, and he's laughing his ass off, and my trainer's laughing his ass off. And I spin around like I'm fixing a cold cock to some of a bitch that just hit me in the back. Well, apparently it was the wind in the screen door that had swung the screen door around and it smacked me in the back. Well, you know, while we're being serious talking to this guy. And, uh, uh, yeah, that was one for the ages there because it, it actually. You're going you're gonna to beat the screen door. I was home. beating the shit out of that screen door because <laughs> it's, it's getting kicked and hit and everything else. Battery. <laughs> so uh, you know that that was that was that was one of our the uh, screen offense. I, I didn't know what what I was going to charge the screen door with, but it was it something was going to happen. It was going to be ripped, <laughs> kicked, bent. <laughs> well, at least you see the guy didn't him killing himself. He actually laughed in the end of it. But I tell you, the guy that you know, apparently it made light of everything that he was going through, and it, you know that's a bitch was just laughing his ass off at me. And I'm I'm assuming that that I you know it, I felt some kind of some kind of uh, you know gratitude that I, I was able to uh, you know pass pass his save, whatever what his state his of mind life. was. You know, yeah, he might still today laugh about that. <laughs> This damn cop got my screen door whipped his ass. Yeah, yeah. Um, Keep on. I I know you. You had. uh, Yeah, yeah. I don't know. A lot of motor guys didn't uh, get to experience a lot of that, but I know y'all were on calls 
during the day shift, you know, that, that had uh, calls like that. So I know y'all responded to a lot that you, you wouldn't normally respond to. Well, way, I ain't going to do the sound effect against it. I did, but way, way, way back in the day, I'm talking probably shit, probably closer to 20 years ago, when I was in uniform, talking about suicide, we got called to a, this woman threatening to commit suicide. I can still drive you to the house. I doubt, I don't know if they live there or not, but anyway, we get called over there. We get over there and, you know, it was one of them that the person was actually like doing stuff to themselves. <laughs> like a lot of times you get there is bullshit. We get there. I get there with the ambulance people. They're standing there. I go in there and this woman's in, I don't even think she was a girl because her mama was there. She was in her 20s. She's in the bathtub and she done cut both of her wrists wide ass open with razor blades. Sit in his bathtub, fucking blood everywhere. I mean, just it was one of them scenes that you can only recreate in movies or something like that. It, it was pretty bad. There's blood everywhere. When my supervisor pulls up there, it was, so it's me, the supervisor, and Acadian, which they kind of backed up because she still had the razor blades in her hand. And I'm sitting there looking. Oh Lord, we about to talk about something, you uh, <laughs> know. As I finish this, my supervisor looks at me. You know, I'm a rookie cop. Looks at me and says, "He says, no, I do not want Freebird's wife just brought in some uh, douche some douche juice for him to drink." And it is, y'all ever hear me talk about vinegar? He just take a big old drink of pickle juice uh, or Massengill or, or something. He, he just drank. I don't know. It's Fucking nasty. But my supervisor looks at me and said, Mass and Gill is it, the best. I, I, I hope you, it's you not. You get what the, you pay for. Some some products are less expensive, some are so more. So it's not the Dollar Mass General brand? No, it's not the Dollar General. It's okay, the well, more get, expensive Mass and Gill. I hope you got the rose petal bushes. <laughs> it's gross as shit. Smelt that. My supervisor looks at me and is like... That was like, a, a special for oh, this podcast. How in the hell can he drink that shit? It's it's just nasty. My supervisor looks at me and he's throwing me off my game. He looks at me and says, just just grab that razor blade. And I'm like, I'm like what the fuck, you crazy or something? She's going to cut me with that shit. She's like, no, no, just just grab it. I'm looking at him. He's looking at me. He's like, oh, he's my boss. He's like, I'm like, Fucking cop, we only been a cop for like two or three years. I'm like, well. by the time she happened to look at her mom at the opportune moment, I just slapped it and it went in the tub. And, we, and I, <laughs> I, th- I had gloves on. I grabbed her by both of her wrists to try to get her out this tub. And when I do shit, I mean, she had sliced them wide open. Just, I mean, just blood gushing through my hands. Like, oh yeah, I'm like, he's like, <laughs> we got that. He's like, yeah, I, I really didn't think you would do that. I was just messing with you. That's a fucking man. He like, was going you into yeah. the next oh, he, move. He, huh? he got me, you know, because I, I went in and did it. But I was like, cause I didn't think you'd really do that. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> he goaded you into the next move. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. But well, that happened. You know, the same same similar situation happened to me with a, a elderly lady. Uh, we committing suicide and uh, together. Well, you said not, you just say we were committing suicide. So well, no, no, not like together. David Kraft thing. Not together. I, mean, I, I was I was trying to assist and not uh, her committing suicide. <laughs> okay, 
and and she got to uh she got pretty belligerent now it was a smaller smaller elderly female and i you know we were uh we we got dispatched to this residence and so we're, we're you know i'm trying to hold her for Acadian to get there and and do their assessment, uh, and I say Acadian, uh, the boo boo wagon, the boo boo wagon. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't. Oh, it don't matter. Uh, it's a big department that covers uh, the boo boo wagon to get area. there and do their assessment. <laughs> well, she's trying, and while I'm trying to hold her and and contain her, she's she's telling, she's cussing up a storm, telling me I'm I'm you know a piece of shit and everything else, and I, so I'm just trying to hold her there, and she gets to trying to kick. Kick me, kick me in my legs and kick me in my shins. So we we finally fall to the ground on on this porch. So I'm I'm just trying to hold her there, trying to hold her arms, and I'm trying to lay on top of her a little bit so she don't move and and kick me anymore. It and, sounds like uh, you're almost getting the I, hashtag. So I, I thought too, I knew I had the suicide under control because she didn't have any weapons. But then she commences to tell me that I'm a fat, donut-eating, sorry son of a bitch. That I'm a fat ass to get off of her ass. And, uh, I, you know, the only thing that I could think of to come back on that while I'm, while I'm trying to hold her down is I'm like... Donuts are delicious. I love donuts. <laughs> I love donuts. I'll, I'll eat as many donuts as I can. But she is absolutely adamant that I'm a fat-ass, donut-eating son of a bitch, <laughs> and I need to get off the top of her. But I think, I think uh, it, in that situation, I saved the uh, suicide attempt. It's not called a donut. It's called a crime-fighting <laughs> power biscuit. <laughs> I, I tell you what, she, she, had a lot of, she had a lot of descriptive um, fat comments and, and of course, I'm not as skinny as I was in high school, but I, you know, I, I'm not uh, a donut eating machine. Now we we do partake in in some donut. Yeah, well, everybody uh, loves donuts. Uh, uh, yeah, I hate yeah. the donut joke thing. I was, they actually had me picking up donuts for a jury one time. You was on your motorcycle? No, I was in the unit. But they had me. They they called me and asked me. You know, they had a jury trial going on. They had, they said, look. Stop and pick up a couple dozen donuts and bring them up to the courthouse. <laughs> so I'm in line with everybody else, and of course, you know, you got that one asshole and stereotypical, yeah, and he's in front of me. He turns around <laughs> and says, "What you doing here? Getting some donuts?" I said, "What are you doing here? Buying laundry detergent? Or are you getting a donut too?" He just kind of looked at me like, like stupid. Fucking people. I can't stand stupid ass questions like that. that I'm, I'm in the goddamn donut shop. What the hell you think I'm doing? Well, dumbass. I, that is just, <laughs> he, he was probably riding in the left lane at yeah. 55 miles an hour on the way to yeah, the donut Checking shop. his Facebook. Checking Facebook. <laughs> All right, we're going to take us a small little break right here, real quick, for the bathroom privileges. Y'all uh, stand by. We'll be back in a minute. Stand by. We interrupt this program for an important announcement. Ladies and gentlemen. Are you standing by? A very important message is coming. Are you still standing by? We interrupt for this breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. There's a podcast that happens on Saturday night that you need to know about. All right, can I get out of serious mode? Let's go to Goofy. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> 
<clears throat> Make sure to listen to Louisiana Saturday Night. Robert and April are your hosts, and they talk a lot about current events. And occasionally they'll have a guest and include them on the conversation. It's raw, it's blunt, and explicit. <laughs> well, if there is one thing I know, and that is I like dirty. Uh, anyway. <clears throat> it's for anyone who wants to have fun and not take life so seriously. And God knows we need that these days. Robert and April on Louisiana Saturday Night. Check them out at louisianasaturdaynight.podbean.com. All right, we're back from break. If y'all wondering, everything came out fine and dandy. My urologist will be happy. I had a urologist. I'm probably going to need one soon. But you, the free bird just put the douche juice by me, and he's lucky I didn't throw up on him. And I had pizza earlier. It's going to be nasty. Keep the douche to yourself. It's, I can't believe he drinks that shit. God. There's a lot of people that do. Well, it's nastiness. In the, in the, he's got it. It's just it's, it's, even, a, it's even piss colored. That's just bad. It's green. It's like double cat, action. You can drink piss it. Color. You can drink it or use it as old school douche. Like I say it's definitely you know yeah it's pickled shit. No no anything pickles just nasty. Like I said don't do, look when you can take shit use vinegar and shit to clean your floors with clean your pussy with and all that other shit. You don't fucking drink the shit, okay? That's like, might as well just take a big gulp of fucking Windex. Delicious Windex in your thing. Well, you, you, eat, you eat it, don't you? No, see, I, I, I make my own for, for my wife, and it is uh, steak-scented flavored stuff, you know? Because if a man invented douche, it wouldn't be Summer's Eve uh, Gardens of Flowers. Who wants to fucking eat? No. It'd be pizza-flavored, hamburger-flavored, and all stuff. And if I could, um, if I ever figure out how to maybe be able to make a man's uh, sperm taste like chocolate, I will be a millionaire, okay? And everybody will be coming over saying, can I have some chocolate? Chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. What? Chocolate's delicious, too. I, well, I, I do agree with the chocolate. <laughs> well, if I make it. If there was a douche that was a chocolate flavor, I, I guess I would I would be all in. Well, if I can ever make Dr. Iceman's two-nut root oil taste like fucking chocolate, you can ask. <laughs> okay. You're going to think about that two-nut root oil. It's delicious. Look, I got a big fucking rant today. Uh, I will say we record early, usually. So we're a little ahead of time. So when you do hear this rant, you might have heard it on the news. Today, uh, a Baton Rouge City motor cop got ran over by a piece of shit, no good, sorry motherfucker that left the scene after hitting him in another car. This man's in the hospital in stable condition, thank goodness. But I don't know who this piece of shit motherfucker is. But I hope somebody runs over your motherfucking ass and chops both your fucking legs off so you're running around like fucking Lieutenant Dan after that shit with no legs. And they ain't going to give you no fucking magic legs to run around with. You're just going to be sitting there flicking with your little fucking little nubbies but somebody running over your fucking legs. Piece of shit, motherfucker. Anybody who runs off from an accident, 
Oh, you got no insurance, or you got warrants. I mean, fuck y'all people, man. I mean, take some responsibility. You hit this fucking man, you could have killed him. He's got a family, kids, and all this other shit, and you're going to run off. And I hope when they catch you, I, I can't even say what I hope they do to you when they catch your fucking ass, because it's not right. But karma is a bitch, and karma is coming for you big time, whoever you are, male, female, granny, papa, whoever you are. Karma's a bitch. Fuck you, you piece of shit motherfucker. That's my rant for today. Hope our brother gets well soon. Because we'll definitely be thinking about him. Okay, well, back to the lighter side now. Since I just uh, they, went they, off like that. So prayers, well, prayers for that officer and his family. Yeah, and fuck you to the piece of shit motherfucker. No prayers for you. I hope Satan sticks a pitchfork in your fucking asshole. And it burns. I second that. Yes. With with douche juice. Yeah, you have to go to hell with a pitchfork in your ass and drink nothing but douche juice for the rest of your fucking life. Dead last life over there. You're going to burn in hell. All right. On the lighter side, what kind of funny stories we got now since we did that? I feel better now. I'm feeling... Got that off my chest. I know you like to go on your rants. I, I've yes. got several. I've got several myself. People just—I mean, everybody gets pissed off. It's just good to have an outlet that I can do it. And if people—I've had—I've had a few people well, that I know that says that one person's like, "I tried to listen to you, but you kind of cuss a whole lot." Well, with, well, don't listen to me. I want you to listen to me. Don't listen to me. But if I cuss too much, sorry. That's how I well, talk. And you know what? I pay for this motherfucker so I can say, I can cuss if I want. Well, to. well let me ask I'm you. I'm paying this, for it. So. I, I don't. Uh, you know, you try not to, but sometimes you can't help when you tell a story. You know, you, well, I have you, to. You might. You try. might uh, throw the MF. You might throw GD. I, I don't know. Well, I have but to refrain there, all day long talking to the general public because if I talk like that to the public. I'm definitely going to be in my boss's office trying to explain well, myself. Well, I, I understand, so. but you know, sometimes if if you're if you're hearing that, I, I don't understand how that's a a, uh, a sin on their part just by hearing it. I didn't say it was sin; they just couldn't. They just, I, I like, just they like uh, just you know, some people just don't like hearing it. I guess I don't know. I mean, it, it, that's why we I live mean, in a free country. Shot, if you're an earshot of something, you can't help it. Well, nowadays you can't even go to. Freaking Wally World without having some well, two, I do two I, year old cussing somebody out in front of. Well, I'd have you know you see on uh, Facebook all the time. There's uh, there's people there's people that want to take uh, law into their own hands and they they want to get on the people from riding on the road in a bike and then ten year olds are like fuck you they they give them the finger. Well, you know. I don't oh. know. What, I don't know how you. I yes, don't know how you deal we, with it. Hey, they're they're ten year olds. I, I don't know. Cuss them back. I, I don't. Yeah, we, we. Bam has a Facebook page. I don't. I don't do the Facebook thing. I don't either. We we are on Twitter now. People, we'll get to that later. Twitter, TikTok. Yeah, I'm Facebook. learning how to tweet. Want to tweet, cluck, peck, all kind of stuff. I'm, I'm learning this shit. I'm old. I'm, <laughs> Like I said, we when, I, when we had typing class in high school, we actually well, used typewriters with paper. Well, I do have I do have a story with cussing. So do you? Yes, you I cuss? do. No, I mean I don't know if the story would be any good uh, without cussing. Go well, your name's not Smokey, and you never said G Golly Whizbang, so let it ride. 
Well, we there there was one time we we had a guy that uh, had busted his mama's house, busted the door, choked a girlfriend, uh, knocked the mama to the ground. Well, we uh, when, when we get to this call, there was uh, myself and, and and two other uh, deputies. Uh, the mother's like, "Hey, he lives at the back of the property. He's in a trailer at the back of the property, and of course, this is like five hundred yards." 500 yards away, so we're like, well, I guess we're going to have to track through the woods. It's cold. We're going to have to track through the woods or the or the property line to go back to this trailer. So we, we're uh, on our way back to this property. So I've got two guys that are on either side of me, and they we, they got their shotguns, and, and we're uh, making our way back to the property. Well, by the time we get within about 100 yards, this we see the guy come out of the trailer, and he's got a jacket on. Of course, we've got a... Was uh, it a NASCAR jacket? It was not a NASCAR jacket. It was one of the um, uh, Southern camouflage standard jackets. How you know he had a jacket on if it's camouflage? You couldn't see it. Well, we uh, he had a flash of light, and we could see the camouflage. Okay. He was not he wasn't uh, camouflaged all mode. the way. He, he was not in stealth okay. mode. Uh, he he uh, failed in that aspect. <laughs> So he, he comes out of the driveway. Of course, there's three of us, and, you know, we're, we're giving him commands. Hey, you know, uh, he's walking out. And he's got both hands in his pocket on this jacket, both hands in the jacket. And, of course, you know what that means. Well, he's got some shit, and it's about to go down. So I thought, what the hell has he got in his jacket pocket? So we're giving him commands. Hey, get on, get on the ground, uh, quit walking. So he's walking down this shell, newly shelled driveway. I mean, this shell was a, a foot deep. So uh, we're, we're giving him commands, and we're like, hey, get your ass on the ground. You know, I got, I got guys flanking me on either side, and we got guns on him. And, you know, this, this guy is not um, the biggest, uh, I guess, uh, WWE uh, candidate. He's only about five foot five. Now I'm not saying that uh, five foot five is uh, that there's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying in the aspect of uh, you know controlling the situation, you know five foot five is not going to be a problem usually. Unless he's some MMA guy. Yeah, well, unless he's MMA, but yeah. he he had both hands in his pocket, and we're screaming, "Get on the ground!" And he's like, "Hey, you know, fuck you! I don't get on the ground for nobody. I don't get on my knees for anybody." And we're we're, we're commanding him to get on his knees and go to the ground. And, you know, like I said, he said, fuck you. I don't get on my knees for anybody. Well, I'm like, well, shit. Okay. We ain't going to get on his knees. So finally he complies. He gets down in the ground. We go to uh, subdue him. And he pulls his hands out of his pocket. He's got one club hand. So I'm like, what the shit? You know, he, you know how are you going to fight with one club hands? Because he, he's trying to fight us. You know, He's going to club you with it. He's gonna club us. He's gonna club us with it. But before he goes to his knees, he looks at everybody, and we're giving him commands, and he we're telling him to get on his knees. We're telling him to get on the ground, and he looks at everybody. And before he gets to his knees, he looks at everybody. He does one of those uh, Joe Burrow um, secondary looks at every receiver. Okay, he he looks to the right, he looks in the middle, and he looks to the left. He said, well, fuck y'all. I'm about to whip y'all's ass. 
while he's got a club hand and my everything's in his hand, you know, in his jacket pocket, he, you know, so I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah, he's going to whip our ass. Well, this son of a bitch, once he gets to the ground and we go to secure him and, and, and put him in handcuffs, well, this son of a bitch gets to fighting like he's six foot eight. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, at five foot five, he's fighting like he's six foot eight. And it takes a hell of a lot of effort to get him, to get him handcuffed. So uh, at that point, we finally get him handcuffed, and, and and he's got one fucking hand. That's a good thing y'all y'all dig him handcuffed. Y'all, well, that was the first time. Y'all would have been embarrassed if if that handicapped guy would have whooped off. If he had that. two hands, we'd have been in a shit creek. <laughs> and I'm I'm telling you, <laughs> with 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 one hand. Uh, bandaged up and uh, not useful, I, you know, it, it kind of opened my eyes to what was going to happen down, you know, in, in any other situation. But that's all I'm is when he when he looked at all three of us and said, I'm about to whip y'all's ass, if he had had two hands, we'd have been fucked. Well, I learned a long time ago not to underestimate people by the way they look or their statue because one of the hardest fights I ever got into was with a bulldog. Excuse me if that's the wrong term or whatever. I'm sorry. That's what she was. She was a lesbian that was very managed. She was she was a big girl. Got her in a stolen car. She got in a crash. Went to arrest her. Well, she goes to fucking fighting me. And this was in my younger days when I was still in the gym a lot, so I was in much better shape. Except I'm not a, I'm not a small guy. Well, she gave me a tussle, you hear me? And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Well, finally, I, I get in a position where actually I hit her head on the hood of the car. Once, that didn't work. Twice, didn't work. Well, the third time was a little harder, I'm telling you. So I, I, I bounced her head off the top of the hood of the car pretty good. Like I said, we were, we, we were in a fight. We were in a physical fight, and I had no backup. Well, the third one, I, it dented the hood of the car, put a big dent in the hood of the car with her, her forehead. Which it dazed her enough. I'm pretty sure she was seeing Tweety Birds at that point. Well, when she saw Tweety Birds, I got her in cuffs and was able to get her in the car. So don't underestimate people. She did have a goose egg on her. And later I had to explain. But <laughs> well, like it said, seems like. Well, on the way to jail, we're going to talk about. On the way to jail, she's in the back seat give, giving it to me. Man, fuck you. Y'all mama sucks dicks. Da, 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 da. Well, I want to tell people, even especially now, I'm like, say, y'all mama sucks dicks. I, I, I looked at her. I said, I sure the hell hope so for my daddy's sake, and I hope she's fucking good at it, too. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, man, I don't want a picture of my mama sucking a dick or nothing, but I, I mean, for my daddy's sake, I hope she does. I mean, you can't get mad at it or nothing. I mean, I ain't letting her. She's like, well, like that. I had told a story, or I think, uh, Earlier, when we, if I first started this podcast, this guy told me to go suck my own dick. Yeah, if I, I remember heard, that. Yeah, if I could suck my own dick, I wouldn't be out here arresting your ass. Yeah. I'd either be in porn. You're or, not going to be and, doing and, this podcast. No, I would be making more money and enjoying myself. Yes, <laughs> you would not be in this podcast. What you doing tonight? If my friends were calling me up, hey, what you doing tonight? Well, I ain't working. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, hold on. I'm retired. <laughs> I'm retired. Chocolate flavor. Because <laughs> if you could do that, it's better than uh, yeah. 
at all. I guess, like I said, I picture myself with this ginormous fucking cock that I can actually. Uh, it's good it, it seems like uh, it, it. I don't know why people get so mad. So you talk about you know people want to talk about your mom or your family. Some people, so many people. Like I said, even the telemarketers from Egypt or wherever the fuck they're calling from over there, Aruba or fucking I don't know. You talk about their mamas, them motherfuckers. The IRS guy called me and wanted money, and I told him his mama sucked dicks, and he cussed me out. Oh, fuck are you? Fuck are you? I Yo, whoa, I'll whip your head. I mean, the IRS guy hung up on me. I tell him to go fuck myself. I got the same. <laughs> I got the same phone call, and we were jacking with the guys that uh, have a different accent. You, know, you said I you guess. were jacking with him. I thought you said well, you no, got no, the phone call where you were jacking off. I no, 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 no. I mean, I never got that excited. No, I was. It wasn't that extent oh, okay. <laughs> to that extent, but I we did jack with them after uh, their their uh, accent was a little different than ours, I guess so to speak. No, but I got the same cussing. He's like, "You motherfucking cocksucker," <laughs> and I'm like, how the, "How the hell does that son of a bitch know what I was gonna say?" <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. I mean. <laughs> So they, 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 I know it, it was the IRS. I couldn't believe the IRS, as professional as they are, they were cussing me and calling me a uh, motherfucking cocksucker. The IRS don't hire anyone who speaks English completely. <laughs> but I'll have the same accent. I'm still waiting on my publisher's clearinghouse. They, they, I, they said I, I want had a publisher's clearinghouse. I'm still waiting on that. I too. have had them tell them that they had a warrant for my arrest. I'm like, oh, you're full of shit. Because well, I, I looked it me. up, I looked it up in our system, and you ain't, you're full of shit, and you don't know how this shit works. Well, they, said, I, they told me they were gonna come arrest me. I told them good because I was hungry as a motherfucker. I never <laughs> feed you at the jail. I said, like, "Give me there before supper because I want my free food." How many times, uh, being a, um, a a motor cop, how many times did you have to unlock a vehicle? Oh, I can't even count that high. So did, I cannot, did I, you did you have a magical tool? I mean, I know you you guys have saddlebags. Yeah, well, um, well, I don't being on motors itself. I we don't really unlock cars. But when I was a uniform cop, we unlocked cars because yeah. I can't carry. You can't that, carry the big tool. Uh, no, they got that big long metal thing now. You can't carry the big tool like you had in the first podcast. No, I do, do not have a big tool. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, because the one guy told me to go set my own dick, and I can't. So, obviously, I don't have a big tool. Yeah. But, no, it's a big, long metal rod now. They, uh, you stick it in there, and you'll, like, a little blow-up wedge thing. You pump it up, and it's – or they got the Slim Jim thing, too, now. But, yeah. I mean, the old-school way. Old-school, you can't use that anymore in the new cars because, you know, it'll, it'll blow you through your throat. Uh, with the new airbags, <laughs> with the new airbags, you you can't put those old slim I'm, I'm slim jams in. Well, I used one not probably about a year and a half ago. This dude, uh, it was raining too. I was pissed off. I mean, you gonna lock your keys in your car when it's fucking raining? Want me to come out there and get wet? And you I'm gotta wait till it, the rain stops. So it did. I went out there and it was drizzling. I got it open, but the slim jim, as we call it, got stuck. That's why I always go to the passenger. It got stuck in the front. It got stuck on something in there. And I tried for like, it only took me like two minutes to unlock the car. I tried 15 minutes to get this fucking tool out the door. <laughs> and it would not come out. I, I finally said, 
I said, hey, dude. I said, you can have it. I said, <laughs> I just be, ca- I be careful driving around that you don't get stomped for stealing. <laughs> they stole it with this fucking thing sticking out of it. I said, you got to pull the old door panel and get it off. Because it, it got wrapped. I, I, he drove off with it. I just got another one, but. It it got stuck in there. Yeah, so it, you, it was you lost that you lost that expensive department tool. It wasn't expensive. They're, okay. they're, they're, they're it was, a cheap, it was that, a cheap department tool. Well, no, I mean some gyms are cheap though. I mean you can buy them on Amazon. Well, if you like to steal a car, not just. the 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 first one of the one of the first few, on Amazon. Uh, one of the first few unlocks that I come across. Uh, you know, a lot of people do it all the time. You know they lock their keys in the car, and and you don't want to pay you don't want to pay forty fifty dollars for pop a lock, so they call a, a department to come unlock their vehicle. So ones that I, still do, ones that still do, and uh, what we usually had uh, what um, what you call it the the forms that you signed yeah the release forms. The, the release forms so you didn't uh, you know damage you fuck, something, you fuck something up they can't see <laughs> you <yeah. laughs> you didn't want to fuck anything up so I you know I get out of the uh, vehicle and and I got the release form and the guy you know and this guy I was surprised at first he said oh shit I'm getting a ticket I said. <laughs> Yep. I said, no, you're not getting a ticket. I said, this is just for when I break the glass. <laughs> so I had my had my baton, and I pulled it out of the case. You know, I had my expandable baton. I pulled it out of the case, and I slung the baton out. I said, this is just for when I bust the window so we can get it unlocked. He said, oh, shit, I didn't know I was going to uh, have to bust my window. I could have done that without you. I could have done that myself. But I said, no, nah, you know, finally, uh, you know, it was just having a little fun. I said, no, nah, you know, it's just for in case we uh, damage anything. But we were able to unlock the vehicle and, and, and get it unlocked without busting the window or any damage. Intelligence. But it was people. funny. You know, it's funny to, to mess with people that are very you know, It's fun to mess serious. with people. It's very fun to mess with people. I had one uh, about, about two years ago now. They sent me to unlock a vehicle. It was like a. I don't know, it's a bourbon or a Tahoe or something. It was that big SUV. I get over there, and I have her filling out the form, and I'm looking. She's like, oh, yeah. She's going to unlock it. And I'm looking. I said, what's that in your hands right there? She says, I said, is that the keys? <laughs> She's like, yeah, but, but the, the little the thing won't. I pick it pushing the button, and it won't unlock. So I need you to unlock it for me. I said, can I see them a second? So she hands me the keys with the key fob on it. And I, of course, stick the fucking key in the keyhole in the door and unlock the vehicle (laughs) and hand her her keys back. She's like, oh, I didn't know you could do that. All right. Now, I should have took the keys and threw them in the fucking ditch because if you don't know how to unlock your goddamn car without the key fob, maybe you shouldn't be driving. But that, I'm serious. Everything's so electronic. She did not know you could stick the key in the key door and unlock her because the battery on her key fob was dead. I I probably uh, I probably suspect that you got on the interstate behind that person that was driving in the left lane after she got the car started. No, but I'm serious. I... It's like really, it's like you have the keys in your hand. All right. the people that you know these new cars, you got to be, you got to have the key fob within a certain like by the car to for it to unlock. 
when um, when you were on uh, just uniform patrol, you ever had anybody hit your unit? I had a drunk guy back his boat trailer into my unit and a drive through its subway. <laughs> and how did that go? Oh, he went to jail. <laughs> That's where that, we know where this is about to go. Yeah, he went to jail. Just backed his Evan Rude or whatever right in the freaking front of my. It's like, what the hell are you doing? I was just waiting to get me a freaking. I just wanted a six inch, you know? I mean. Yeah. It was. I wouldn't even be in You got, more, you got more than inch. six inches on that uh, experience. Yeah, not according to the guy that told me to go suck my own dick. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> it sure wasn't a 12 inch, that's for sure. <laughs> but I, but he same, backed right into it. See how it all molds together. That same thing happened to me. I got, I got backed into on the interstate. On the interstate. After pulling somebody over and letting them go, not even writing a ticket. And I, I was uh, disappointed in myself at first to, uh, I said, you know, Iceman is, is looking over my shoulder and he's probably thinking, ah, you son of a bitch, you can't, I can't believe you let him go. So, I, yeah, you know, it was somebody I'd pulled <laughs> over. It was somebody I pulled over and uh, it was a nice uh, Mercedes SUV. And I'm like, you know, you passed me on the interstate. What the fuck? Yeah, I'm just going to my daughter's I'm not, house. I'm not from around here. I don't know. I'm, not, I'm going to my here. daughter's house, you know, to watch my grandson. And I said, "Well, okay, what's my You know, the daughter daughter was sick, and uh, he was going to watch your grandson. I said, "Okay, well." You know, it's it's nine. You know, ten o'clock at night. I said, ah, "Okay." Look, just slow down. He was going on a mile down the road. I'm like, hell, just slow down, okay? Don't pass me. Don't pass the damn police on the interstate. So, uh, you know, I'm going to get back in my car. And, you know, it's it's a good night. You know, I'm feeling good. I, I, I thought I controlled the situation. I'm like, hey, slow down. Well, I go open my door to get back in, and the whole fucking car shakes. Like... Like it's an earthquake, and we don't have that shit down here in Louisiana. We don't have earthquakes. <laughs> so the whole car is shaking, and I'm like, what the shit just happened? And I look up, and the dude had backed into my unit. And I'm like, what the hell? How did you? You were eight feet away. What the hell happened? So needless to say, I, I jump in the unit. And he, he didn't stop. He just backed up, got back on the interstate, and starts going down the road. I'm like... Oh hell no! <laughs> this shit just didn't happen. You didn't. Uh, you didn't feel your car just back into a police officer. Well, my bad. <laughs> uh, so I'm like now. I only I only had lights to begin with. Now I got lights and sirens. I mean, for surely he thinks this is some serious shit because I done pulled him over. You know, I pulled him over once. Now I got to pull him over twice because he's going down the interstate. I pull him over. Didn't have a clue, and uh, of course, you know, you know, on the interstate, you got hundred thousand cars going ninety miles an hour, and you know, unless they're in the left lane. So they done bent the bumper, done bent the push bar on the on the unit. It, it, and it bent, of course, it turned. He hit in. it hard enough to bend the push. Yeah, oh yeah, he 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 yeah yeah he fucked it up. <laughs> so I don't know how to call the uh, supervisor, and then we had to call the state police, and uh, of course, he went to jail for a DWI. 
course, when the state police gets there, you know, and like, hey, you, you didn't suspect him drinking? I said, I ain't smelt a fucking thing. So you didn't get him out of the car or nothing, so you didn't meet. Well, no, but I mean, when you're talking, when you're talking to people, if breathe you, you on know, me, if they, if they're you know if they've been drinking or heavily drinking, you you know normally you can smell a little bit of alcohol smell or 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 a strong alcohol smell, and uh, I didn't, <laughs> I never smelt that damn thing. Just so the state police, when you know when they get there doing the investigation, you know, and they, they're doing everything, and I'm like, I I think he's. You know, after I got him out the second time, you could smell a little bit. He's like, hey, you didn't smell anything? I'm like, hell no. He's like, well, I, I don't think he's going to be drunk. <laughs> <laughs> he calls me a little bit later on. He said, yeah, that's on, bitch. He's drunk. <laughs> what, you remember what he bullied? Uh, it was uh, almost uh, .17 uh, something or another on the, on the, on the third digit. Oh, yeah, he's. He was but he was on there. the high al- on the vodka side, um, you know. You know, I experienced because I've I've experienced a lot of DWI stuff uh, when you can smell, you know, when you can smell alcohol. You know, some people. Th- this is one of the first times that I couldn't smell a damn thing, and, and it, you know, and being that the state trooper was. Uh, pretty experienced with his uh, DWI. You know, a lot of state troopers work yeah. DWIs and wrecks. That, that's about all they do. Um, he he tells me that, yeah, I don't know. Well, he was probably he, an alcoholic. He was and, sure as hell surprised himself. <laughs> he was probably an old alcoholic. That I, and that handle it. I, you know, you know we. And you've had a, a bunch of experiences like that. I've had an experience with underage drinking. I've had a whole bunch. The only underage drinking pretty much I ever had was like kids parking in the park or something. And you pull up, and they all take off running. And then you got just ice just sitting here, and you don't know what to do with it. So That's free alcohol? You put it in your unit. you like, they'll call if they need it. Yes, I don't. Yeah. I'm not a beer drinker. All these kids always drink this fucking beer shit. So, I, I do not even like the smell of beer. It's like nasty. The, well, the Freebird here does make does make some of his own drink that is very delicious. I got to partake in it. It's, I do. Yes, and it is. He also got to partake in some uh, unicorn titty milk. I like to have all my guests do it, except Smokey, who don't drink. He just drinks Kool Aid and. Oh, well, he really. he needs to at least smell the unicorn titty milk. Unicorn, you could like rub unicorn titty milk on your nipples and lick it off, and it'd be delicious. Yes, even on I, a hairy I nipple. I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> I I agree with that. That uh, that was the first time that I've experienced that, and I think we we, we were probably going to experience that a little more. So you need, you need I, it was not a one time deal. No, it, it, uh, it's very delicious. Have you, have you ever had, uh, you know, uh, speaking of uni- unicorn titty milk, uh, there, there's there been people that I've come across that I think that were on that. And, and it, like I said, it was underage. Um, I, I, I pulled a, a girl over before that was underage, and uh, I could warn she was on the unicorn titty milk. But see, you don't have to do regular breathalyzer or not. You have to watch it. If they pee rainbows, you know they're drunk on the unicorn Yes. Correct. Or if they fall down when they get out of the vehicle. You have a lot of people falling down when they get out the car, huh? 
Well, I've I've had a couple. Uh, I've had a couple in in this particular one. Uh, I didn't see the unicorn titty milk in the console. I, I could only assume. Um, but you know, I did. I, I was concerned because she was driving down the highway with no lights, and I said, "What? Well, you know, uh, what? What the hell? I just saw you come out of here. You run the stop sign. You have no lights on." And uh, she said, uh, "I just dropped my friends off." It, of course, she can't hardly stand up, and, and uh, you know, in the back of my mind the whole time, I'm thinking unicorn titty milk. That's what she was on because it was that good. And uh, I said, where, you know, what friends did you drop off? She said, well, I didn't. After she told me she dropped them off, she said, I didn't. I said, where are they at? She said, well, they're in the car. So I, I looked in the car, and there's nobody but her. I said, well, there's nobody in there. She turns around. It's, it's like a hee-haw episode, you know. It, it was that animated. She said, What? There's nobody in my car? I said, no, ain't a fucking person in your car. She said, oh, my God, where did they go? I, I don't know. Needless to say that uh, that was a uh, that was a DWI. <laughs> you, she, and did she ever find her friends? She that? never did find her friends, and I didn't either. So I don't know if they were all in the, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> Uh, all in the spacecraft drinking unicorn titty milk. Uh, uh, <laughs> she was probably definitely pissing around. Right but, uh, you know, for her to fall out of the vehicle and then turn around like it was like, uh, holy hell, where the hell are the people that were with me? They're gone. She, yeah, like, I don't even she know. She didn't even know. I'm surprised that she even knew she was driving a car. No, these people falling down. I think you're tripping them. Well, I, I wasn't close <laughs> enough. I think we were still, huh? I mean, I at the time, I, we, we were still practicing, uh, you know, uh, police still practice social distancing <laughs> way before social distancing was the shit. Six feet. <laughs> I mean, people now, it's like, I, you go in the stores and it's like, now it's like all the little fucking tape marks on the floor. Of course, I went to Walmart and they got little directional arrows now at Walmart. I, saw, I, don't, I don't shop at Walmart often. I'm not a fan. People don't, but, people don't, people they, don't abide by that. But they got them little direction. It's like, go this way. Well, Bam told me, you can't go that way. Fuck that. I'm breaking this goddamn rule. I'm going up top of the way. Look, just walk backwards. So they just think you might be heading in the opposite. They don't know. They tell me which way to walk down a goddamn grocery aisle. So Shit. if you, so if you walk backwards down the aisle in the direction <laughs> that the arrow is, is that acceptable? No, you still don't. It just makes it look like if somebody comes, it looks like you're just you're already pointing in the right direction. You're just going the wrong way. Except for that one woman. Every time she started walking back, she went beep, beep, beep. No, and them, them people run you over them little fucking grocery carts, though, them little motorized ones. My yeah. mother-in-law will I, take your ass out in they, a heartbeat. Well, those, those people will not move out of your way. For shit, they will run. They will run you over in the aisle. They will run you over in the parking lot. Oh, my mother-in-law, I think, got pulled over by Walmart security and got a ticket for speeding in her personal chair in Walmart. <laughs> because let me tell you what, I love her to death. She's dangerous. She will. I was in a restaurant. We were walking in a restaurant. I watched her run over this poor motherfucker's toes in the chair and keep going. 
She didn't even say sorry. She just ran his ass over, foot and all, and just kept on trucking down. You know, fuck you. Get out of my way. Just run. This poor man's limping, jumping up and down back there. Done run his ass over. She don't care. She did. She. Well, I tell you what, I, that uh, that that's a big set of balls. <laughs> she just ran. She just, <laughs> just going into motorized wheelchairs. Heavy. Did she even adhere to the Walmart police, or she just kept going? No, I think she stopped. I don't know if she paid the ticket or not. She might have a Walmart warrant out at this Walmart. point in time. I don't know. I mean, with I don't know no. how that's enforceable, <laughs> but I I I would love to see a Walmart warrant. Yeah, Walmart warrant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting on my W two from Walmart. It's a few times I do go there. Well, the last you got to go check yourself uh, out. The last time I was at Walmart, I had a guy that uh, sped out of the parking lot that uh, had a few things wrong with the vehicle. So I left the Walmart parking lot and uh, pulled this guy over, and uh, you know had he apparently. There were several things wrong, but he had a lot of weed in the uh, vehicle. So I, you know, of course, this ties into Walmart. So I, I you know, I don't, I didn't issue a Walmart uh, warrant, but but was the I, weed on sale at the, Walmart? The weed was not on sale at Walmart. He, I think, he got out of the parking lot without it being on sale at Walmart. So I, I you know, I pull him over, and, and of course, we we find the weed and. Uh, I'm trying to measure everything. Normally, we have a uh, you know a lot of a lot of uniform units have uh, scales, and we try to do the the uh, evidence on scene. So we uh, are I'm measuring the the weed he had, and of course you know you you try to have a comical conversation with the guys that you're uh, potentially arresting, or you potentially uh, can give you some information. And, and I weigh the weed, and I said, uh, you know, this is how much it is. He's like, that's bullshit. I said, but that ain't bullshit. You're looking at the, you're looking at the scale. This is what your weed weighs. This is what's going into evidence. And how much he bought? No, he said that motherfucker. He said he, if that's the weed that he gave me, that motherfucker gave me too much. <laughs> I said, hey. Do you, you want to? Well, let me he know where you got it at, and I'll return the excess back to him. <laughs> so he says, uh, "You you got the fucking scale on your hood, and it's at an angle." I said, "No, that, that ain't right." He said, "I'm telling you, that fucking scales on an angle, and you need to put it on a flat surface and measure that some bitch." So I said, well, hell, I, okay, let me let me do this. He said, this is how much weed it ought to be because that's how much I bought. So I said, hey, you know, okay, we're going to try this. So I said, so I put his tailgate down, and I put that scale on the damn flat surface, and I weighed it. Sure shit, it come up to the same amount. He said, he said, I told you, motherfucker, that's how much I bought. I, that was my experience. That was my experience in the Walmart parking lot. In the Walmart parking lot, and in, in weighing fucking weed. To, you got schooled on weed. I got weed. schooled on weed because I was weed like, head. yeah, like don't have it on a slight angle because it's gonna throw that shit off. Because otherwise, those fuckers, the fuckers know exactly how much. Don't don't try to jip the damn weed people. Don't try to jip the damn pill people. Don't, they know exactly how much they buy. 
I must, you know, all those criminals know that shit. Well, see, don't, don't try to shortchange those. See, now you know. Weigh the weed on a Weigh flat surface. On a flat surface. If you're at a slight five degree angle, you're fucked. It weighs too much. He <laughs> said, "Hey, no, it, it weighs less." Oh, he's weighed, like, it, "Yeah, <laughs> no, no, it does weigh too much." You're right. You're right. He, he did say it weighed too much. He's like, "Dad, that motherfucker sold me too much weed." I said, "I, I ain't believing this." I was at um, stop and rob. Long time, not well, it's a long time ago, I guess, about six years ago. I stopped in after uh, working in a school zone, or in between school zones, to get me some coffee. So I go in and he's have a table. I sit at the table, uh, drinking my coffee. Oh, he must be, uh, be no, no, it's not that. It must be the uh, deuce juice. It's the deuce juice is. Got me want to throw up. He's drinking. He's drinking. He's got it in his hand, people. It's disgusting. It, I think it came in a box that said Madison Gill. He's drinking it. Gross. Anyway, this, I'm drinking my coffee, minding my own fucking business. Well, I'm pointing at the door, looking at the registers. And I got my back to everybody. And then I watch this guy walk in. He, he goes and buys his... Uh, Morning, uh, grape flavored Swisher sweets, you know, cigar. I'm sitting there watching him. Well, he reaches in his pocket to get his money to buy the cigars because he looked like a cigar connoisseur type of fella. Not really. But as, as he reaches in his pocket, he pulls, I'm watching him, he pulls his hand out of his pocket. He pays for the cigars. Well, he didn't notice that his bag of weed that he had in his pocket fell out. <laughs> And it's like laying there on the floor by the cash register on the counter. So I'm watching. So I get up and walk up. And it's a brand new bag of weed. He ain't even opened this shit yet. What the hell you think he's buying cigars for, right? Yeah, exactly. Cigar weed. So, so I pick up the weed. And he's he's like in his car and I walk out and say, hey, man. I said, I think you dropped this. I ain't never seen that shit in my life. <laughs> he took the fuck off. I didn't. I mean, I was. I didn't. The rest of them thinking. You know, this he didn't know what the shit to say. He, he done spent money on. See, now he's got to smoke fucking cigars because I got all his fucking weed now. <laughs> yeah. But he's like, oh, I ain't never seen that in my life. I watched so it drop it out of his pocket. I'm sitting there like, look at this you, shit. This shit really happening right now. You're gonna be smoking that Swisher Sweet Grape. Yeah. With no weed in nope, it, no, no chronic for you, buddy. <laughs> I've had I've had a couple of guys that I've pulled over. You know, I, I'm not an experienced weed guy. You're not a weed connoisseur. I'm not a weed connoisseur. I have become one over the years. Because Do you like the gummies or the brownie? Well, I would I would say <laughs> it would be it would be brownies over gummies, but I, I'm still not that kind of connoisseur yet. <laughs> I mean, maybe in a couple of years after they uh, legalize shit, I don't know. But I, I have had uh, a, a few people um, have the cigar weed, cigar weed, and and I've gotten out of the vehicle and I said, "Look, I don't I, show me how you do this shit. Well, I want you to unroll this fucking cigar weed and get this weed out of here without tearing that damn wrapper." Show me how good you're. 
you know, I let it in to show me how good your skills are because I don't think they're worth a shit. Can you you think you can unroll this cigar weed, this cigar with all this weed in there without tearing the wrapper? Oh yeah, I could do it. I said, well, show me, show me how you do that. Well, I tell you what, that was a son of a bitch one night that he just he lifted his thumb and just in about thirty seconds the shit was out of the wrapper. And it looked like it. Some of a bitch was glued from the factory, and I'm like, "What the fuck? How did you do this shit?" Got some talent. <laughs> talent. I said, "Well, this has been an educational experience." Talent. So, um, I, you know, sometimes it takes. I, I, you know, like I said, I, I'm not a, a weed connoisseur. Not I, I didn't do that growing up, but it, you know, I've had to learn over the years. So yeah, I mean, they, uh, I don't even know if they sell the. Was them zigzag papers? Yeah, I think, the I think most everybody uses those. Uh, well, you know, well, now. used to they used to use the zigzags and they roll the weed in the zigzag. But you know, nowadays, no. uh, as um, society gets older, we, the those kids get lazier. And I know goddamn good and well that I've told some kids before. Y'all some lazy son of a bitches. I know y'all didn't spend the time to roll. They spoke tobacco pipes and shit. like like my grandpa did. My grandpa did back in the early seventies. He rolled some zigzag papers with tobacco. Y'all motherfuckers, I know damn good and well you're not the same, built from the same uh, sediment in the bricks. No, them old you're you're not you're not rolling tobacco. You're too lazy. They had um. You tell them old school. They had the yellow fingers from rolling that. Or they had been in prison yeah. for a long time, one or two, because they used to. Man, I tell the you, buglers in prison, they buy a whole can of buglers. <laughs> you buy like two cartons of cigarettes. Or look at this. Uh, but they, you know, you always get told, "Hey, I'm rolling, <laughs> <laughs> I'm rolling, I'm rolling cigarettes." I'm like, "You lying motherfucker! You're you're too lazy." Where's the buglers? You didn't at? roll it. Where's your tobacco at? I said, "You got weed." You got weed in the car. Where's the tobacco that you use? I mean, your regular tobacco that you smoke cigarettes with. Everybody. It's so bad. People, they're like, all Sometimes, weed yeah. in the car. It's like, I can smell you when you drove past. You have it. Uh, that's happening. You, you can smell a weed 20 feet away oh, that yeah. it's good shit. If it's good shit, not ditch weed. I mean, I, they got their window down where you're expecting to walk up, and you're like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? Well, how much? When did y'all smoke weed? I don't. We don't touch that stuff. <laughs> what? I don't, Yeah. Okay. Well, do you well, have I, a skunk in the trunk? Yeah. Did, did you? Did you have some wildlife? Okay. Yeah, some shit in your car. <laughs> did uh, you know? Sometimes oh. I, I. Sometimes I think there's there's been times that I've come across an animal that I thought was on weed. You ever come across an animal that was on weed? What was they called rabies? <laughs> I, I wouldn't say rabies, but uh, there was, uh, you know, back coon, in your day. They had uh, that you, coon disease that seemed like wasn't too long ago where they were like staying on side road in the middle of the day like they were zombies or some shit. I forget. Uh, you, you're watching too much TV. No, I'm serious. It wasn't zombies. It was like a disease, but they were like out during the day. Uh, uh, zombies are real. Weed we, we dog zombies or something? No. I don't <laughs> the, know. The raccoon. I don't know. <laughs> Had some kind of disease. Now you stand on side of the middle of the day like. Uh, that, 
That and, was, uh, uh, yeah, that that might have been people that was on weed that saw those raccoons actual, on the side of the road. Those were raccoons. The raccoon, the animal, was standing there. It, it, it happened because I saw it a whole bunch. I'm like, what the fuck are these raccoons doing? Stand on the side of the road like fucking zombies. It was uh, medical, medical <laughs> marijuana. Oh, that's what they were on? <laughs> but I have seen, uh, uh, there, there was a call I went on one time that I, I swear that the dog was on weed. So I get a call on, you know, we get a call for a, a dog bite. So I get to, a, you know, this call. They went to the residence and they have a poodle that's been bit by a dog. And I said, uh, where was your dog at? They said, in the backyard. I said, uh, what, where the dog that bit it, how did it get in your backyard? It jumped the fence. So I go to the backyard and I'm like, well, I look at the I look at the fence, and it's a six-foot wooden fence. And they said, well, we were sitting in the back, and my dog, my poodle was sitting here, and the dog jumped over the fence and, and bit my dog. I said, well, medical marijuana or marijuana, y'all, y'all either smoking the shit or the dog's <laughs> on, the, on the shit. They're that like, no, it jumped over this six-foot wooden fence. I said, well, where did it come from? They said, two houses over. So I'm in the back half, you know, I'm in the back half of this house, and I'm looking at this damn dog, or the defense, and it's a six foot wooden fence, and I'm looking at two houses over, and every person has a six foot wooden fence. I said, "Oh, this is bullshit. Somebody's smoking something." <laughs> they said, "No, it came from two houses over, and it's a six foot wooden fence." I said, "There, there ain't no way. The dog jumped over." Both fences, come in here and bit your dog. They say, yeah, you need to talk to my neighbor. They have pictures. So I said, oh, <laughs> this shit's getting better. Let me get my popcorn because I'm going to go to Iceman's house and get some popcorn. <laughs> and I'm going to uh, give me some, a bag of popcorn, and I'm going to go, and uh, we're going to get the rest of the story, just like Paul Harvey. So I go to the neighbor's house, and they're like, uh, yeah, it attacked our dog. This dog attacked our dog, and it jumped over the fence. I said, y'all, y'all all smoking the same shit? Y'all all smoking the same weed? They're I like, no, we got pictures. We have pictures, just like the Internet. <laughs> so they proceeded to show me pictures of a fucking dog that's got rat ears Sitting on top of a six-foot fence, looking down two or three houses, scouting, <laughs> scouting other dogs. This fucking dog was sitting on the Holy fence. Holy Jesus! That's what I what said. What is that? I, what the fuck is that? That's what I said when I saw the picture. I'm like, this shit's got to be photoshopped. <laughs> they said no. This fucking dog sitting on the fence. Looking down, scouting our shit out, and I sure as shit, I have never seen anything like that in my life. This damn half coyote, half uh, Bigfoot, half shit sitting on the top of a six-foot fence, standing. I've got pictures of that shit. Looking down, and that's some of Mitchell scouting. I, I, you know, from the picture that I saw, that's some of Mitchell scouting two or three. The X Games, dog. Yeah. Yeah, it, this is more. This is more than the old uh, 
Crush or Warrior or what what the hell was that show? Yeah, Gladiators. This dog would have took the shit on Gladiators. Like a new show. Titan I've never game. seen anything like that. I, I saw a picture that, that they, uh, the neighbor had with this dog sitting on a six-foot fence <laughs> like he was hunting shit. He was either hunting people or he was on weed or he was on pills. That was an impressive and very impressive dog there then. I, I, you know, hey, I told the guy, <laughs> I told the guy that on the dog, I said, you you need to put that some bitch in an enclosed cage somewhere. Or one of them shot collar things with the the perimeter fence they have. No, I think the, I think he would have outdone that. All right, well, we are running a little long tonight. We're gonna wrap it up. We'll have Freebird back on if he wants to come to finish this up. And uh, say so we're gonna close it up. Do you need me to bring some? Uh, oh, the, douche juice. No, you can leave the douche juice at the house. He did bring me another bottle of my Old Smoky Salty Caramel Deliciousness Whiskey, which I love. Old Smoky, if you're out there, if you ever listen, sponsor, be sweet of you. Oh, we are on Twitter, Dale, at uh, Motor Cop Chronicles. At Twitter, look us up, add us. I actually did my first tweet today. Which I will throw out there is uh goes to it. I accidentally I still carry pepper spray, which is freeze OCCS mixture. I leaned up against the countertop where I was having a drink this morning, talking to two other deputies, and uh accidentally set the freeze canister off and sprayed myself along with the other people. Then I took it out to move it and sprayed myself again. <laughs> so, <laughs> Uh, yeah, hashtag dumb ass. <laughs> and, hashtag active and, for 24 hours. Yes. And let me tell you, my, my freeze cancer on the bottom of my nose expired last, this, this last October. Well, the shit still works just <laughs> fine, trust me, because I was on fire. It's been a long time. I used to be a chemical weapons instructor. It still burns just the same as I remember it. But, yeah, check us out on uh, Twitter. See what... I may have to say on there. Also, uh, follow us on Facebook. Uh, email us, Motor Cop Chronicles Podcast. No. Motor Cop Chronicles at gmail.com. She uh, corrected me. I don't know if she'll edit that out or not. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> Motor Cop Chronicles at gmail.com. Yes, yes. I've been drinking a little bit of whiskey tonight, okay? Forgive me. If you're a future motor cop, want to be motor cop, past motor cop, don't present, spray, retired. Don't spray don't yourself bring, with OCC. Freeze is not allowed in the clubhouse. <laughs> Hit us up on Facebook or emails. Come on, write in, tell your stories or whatever. Uh, we'll keep you anonymous. Give us a five-star review. Write us a review. We appreciate it. And uh, always remember that the Iceman could always be behind you. I'm cranking up on the throttle. This is how legends are.